0: This is a bonus episode of Dumb People with Terrible Ideas. I'm your host, Eric Gray. Let's talk about a paranormal mystery. A mystery found on Reddit.com, where a man struggles with a ghost, or perhaps an unruly landlord, or perhaps a demon that keeps warning him about bad things from the netherworld. Don't fear. Don't fear. The mystery is solved by the end of this episode. Here is the post verbatim that was found on Reddit about a very particular problem. I'll let my friend Scott Johnson, the host of the podcast, What Was That Like, play the part of our bewildered victim.
1: Take it away, Scott. On the 15th of April, I found a yellow post-it note in a handwriting that wasn't mine on my desk reminding me of some errands I had to do but told literally nobody about. While odd, I chalked it up to something I did in my sleep, thinking maybe in my half-awake state I scrawled it so it didn't appear to be my handwriting. I threw it out and thought little of it. On the 19th, I found another post-it note on the back of my desk chair in the same handwriting as the previous note telling me to make sure I saved my documents. Okay, so now it is
0: certainly sounding strange. Hosted notes scattered through a person's domicile in a different handwriting. One person suggested that you seem sincere and this doesn't appear to be the plot of a Ray Bradbury short story. Although, let's be clear, It's a killer beginning to a Ray Bradbury story, or a Stephen King novel. Let's allow Scott to continue.
1: I was freaked out, but there were no other signs of a break-in, so I set up a webcam in my house, aimed at my desk, and used a security cam app for it to record after detecting movement.
0: Here, let's note that the username who posted this story is rbradbury1920 because that is what's called in the biz as a red herring. Ray Bradbury has absolutely nothing to do with any of this, but it's easy for internet sleuths to go on a wild tangent, which in this case wouldn't prove successful. This isn't science fiction. This is a real
1: problem from a real guy. On the 28th, I woke up to find another post-it note This one's saying, Our landlord isn't letting me talk to you, but it's important we do. I immediately checked the webcam's folder on my computer and found nothing from the night before, but my computer's recycling bin had been emptied, which I'm certain I didn't do recently, indicating someone had noticed the webcam and deleted the files. They were just saved straight to a folder on my desktop called Webcam.
0: Here are the suggestions from other commenters on Reddit. One person said, get one of the door locks that could only be unlocked from the inside. If it's the landlord and he's using his key, then he won't be able to get in, at least through the front door. Until an apartment maintenance professional chimed in, saying that there's not a lock made that he cannot get into with a handy specialized tool for whatever lock the resident chooses to install. Another suggestion was to seriously put a damn password on that computer, which again was refuted by someone else that any IT professional could crack any password. One Redditor suggested that this might be a mental health issue. R. Bradbury 1920 might be experiencing uh, some sort of uh, dissociative disorder. Back to Scott Johnson of the podcast, What Was That Like?
1: Today, on the 1st of May, I found another post-it note, this time on the outside of my door, with nothing written on it. And there also appeared to be post-its on many other doors in my apartment complex, all blank, in varying colors.
0: Now, our wayward hero is finding post-it notes of all different colors, varying colors, displayed not only inside his own apartment, but on neighbors' doors as well. One commenter suggested, It's possible that your landlord is leaving notes inside your apartment, but they don't make any sense in the context that you're describing them. It's likely that you're writing the notes yourself, but you are forgetting. Do you use post-it notes as reminders in any other parts of your life or job? That is a fine point. Let's remember that. The post continued.
1: Do I have any legal recourse here? I have no proof except for the post-its, but those are written by my pen and on my post-it notes, so conceivably I could have faked them. Would contacting the police get me into any trouble if they can't determine an outside source for this? I just want to make sure I'm not wasting anyone's time. Should I consult my landlord or those also living in the complex?
0: Let's introduce another Reddit user, Ken Roach, the man who solved this perplexing mystery. Ken is not a criminal investigator or a sleep expert, but an engineer. And while browsing Reddit, he was fascinated by this very distinct, very specific and scary dilemma. Why is this person being stalked by their landlord? Why are post-it notes appearing with warnings inside and outside the apartment? Who is this landlord and what's his problem? Ken Roach, a normal man of normal means. A Sherlock Holmes of Reddit, scan the user's past profile. A man who, as we've discussed, is only known by the username, of R. Bradbury, 1920. He was looking for signs of mental illness or detachment from reality. There was nothing to indicate the sort. But Ray Bradbury, 1920, did say in a separate post at a separate time that he had moved to an apartment above in-building parking. He'd also complained in another missive of really bad headaches. And here's where Ken Roach stepped in. Engineer, thoughtful man, a man with no interest in the paranormal and not accustomed to entertaining the thought of a murderous landlord. In an interview, Ken said, quote, there was a post where R. Bradbury 1920 was asking in an interior design subreddit about how to fit a desk and a bed into a really, really narrow apartment that they were moving into that didn't have any windows. And that got me thinking, gosh, an apartment in Boston with no windows? Of course, they're hallucinating, but their landlord is not coming in and writing notes, but why are they hallucinating? This peculiar pernicious post reminded Ken Roach of a time when he himself nearly accidentally killed himself, his wife and their dog by leaving their gas stove alight on a boat causing a buildup of deadly carbon monoxide. Carbon monoxide is a deadly gas produced most commonly by the exhaust of automobiles. Automobiles that were regularly started up, moved, and parked directly below our Bradbury 1920s, narrow and windowless apartment. Had Ken Roach not opened a window on that boat years earlier, he, his wife, and his dog would be dead right now. And he passed this advice along to R. Bradbury1920. And as it turns out, R. Bradbury1920 might be alive today solely through the use of Reddit and the volunteer sleuth he found accidentally. R. Bradbury1920 posted, Thanks to everyone who sent suggestions and gave advice on how to proceed, especially to those who recommended a carbon monoxide detector, because when I plugged one in the bedroom, it read at 100 parts per million. 100 parts per million is a deadly amount of carbon monoxide, especially if inhaled over days and days it's quite possible that Ken Roach saved this fella's life. So let's go full circle on the wondrous yet brief joy of life as we recognize that we live in an era where a single device, tiny enough to fit into your pocket can allow one to escape death by simply typing a, hey, can you help me out with this type of message and having someone helpful Respond. And as for Scott Johnson, host of the podcast What Was That Like?, thanks for your narration. Here's a clip of the fascinating podcast that Scott has created What Was That Like? Available on Spotify, Apple, and everywhere
1: that you listen to podcasts. What Was That Like is a true story podcast like you've never heard before. (laughs) These are clips from a few past episodes. There is a man standing in front of me in my bedroom. My friend has been shot. I'm in the literally inside the river, and I'm inside my car. He had told me multiple times that he's going to set himself on fire. If you say my name or try to look at me, I'm going to kill you. And he was just sobbing. He said, Mom, Mom, tell me you're going to be okay. And I jumped on the hood of the car, and I held on. And I looked into the garage, and he was hanging from the rafters. I had somebody standing on my neck.
0: He's better to me dead. I want him dead.
1: Real people in unreal situations. Find it on your favorite podcast app or at whatwasthatlike.com.
0: This has been a bonus episode of Dumb People with Terrible Ideas. For more information, jump on the email list. It's all at ericexplains.com. That's E-R-I-C explains dot com.